This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, all right, so now's the important stuff, Keith. Aaron Judge is officially a free agent. Mm-hmm. It's official. Okay, Sunday morning, 9 a.m., other teams could call him. That's in that window right now. Uh, other teams cannot sign him yet. That begins Thursday, 5 p.m. It won't happen that fast. But other teams can start talking money, and money will officially be on the table starting Thursday, 5 p.m., um, when the five-day quiet period is up. Um, we saw the Mets make a little preemptive strike with Edwin Diaz. Um, maybe a little bit different because that player probably decided that uh, – not probably, that player did decide – he wanted that deal to stay here and wasn't interested in what else is out there. Um, Judge clearly is not there yet. So now we wait and see where Aaron Judge goes and how this free agency goes. I warned you last week. I'll warn you again. This is going to be a long time. And every day we're going to say, what are the Yankees doing? Guess what? It's not entirely up to them. I've got time. I'm in no rush. Let it play out. Uh, I've, had enough time to think about what the Yankees would look like without Aaron judge. And I've had time to think about if Aaron judge wants to still be here. You know, that's one thing I was thinking watching the press conference. I'm like, I wonder what the players are doing. Like, are the players watching this? Are they thinking about this? Are they watching this? Any of them together? Are they locked in on this? Like fans are, or they're just not even, you know, beat to watch. They don't even care to watch. Turn this around. If they were, how do you think they would feel if the if the manager and the general manager laid them all out like everybody wanted them to? No, they're, they're probably like, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for not killing me. I had a rough year. I didn't need you guys to pile on. That's part of it. With, with Judge, though, they've done enough to express that they want Aaron Judge back. They've yeah. done enough to express that they want him in pinstripes. They want him to finish his career here. Uh, I think it's just going to come down to the other teams. And you get to free agency – to see what these other teams are going to offer. He owes it to himself, his family, but he also owes it to the other players in the league that are going to hit free agency one day uh, that are hitting free agency right now, right? Edwin Diaz owed it to other relief pitchers to go out there and sign a $102 million deal. That's the largest deal for a relief pitcher ever. Yes. Jumping over a Chapman's 86 million. He's not a Yankee anymore. Good riddance. Hmm. Um, But you know, Steve Cohen, is someone who we've heard of in the judge sweepstakes. Well, he just came out and put 102 million to Edwin Diaz. They've got some other issues. I don't think the Mets are really going to be in the judge sweepstakes. Like their fans think, or like people talk about just because uh, Steve Cohen is money bags. I think judge is going to take his time. He's going to vet out the giants. I think the Dodgers are going to obviously ask for some conversation or meeting because they're going to try and run that price up on their division rivals. Who else uh, could come into play? I don't know. I've, I, I've been putting the angels out there. I know it's not going to be the angels, the red Sox, maybe I think it's really a three team. Texas. Texas, They always have money. I think it's the Yankees, the giants, the Dodgers in that order. And the, the giants have something greater than money. 
the fact that that's his team he grew up as a kid rooting for. He watched Barry Bonds, probably dreamed of being Barry Bonds, hitting the ball into McCovey Cove. But then the Yankees have that captaincy and that cachet of just like ending your career as a Yankee. He's already in line. Cashman talked about him having Hall of Fame numbers. It's like, hey, Judge, we're setting it up for you, bro. Uh, If you want to be the next in line to have a Paul O'Neill night, a Derek Jeter night, have a plaque in Monument Park, stay here and win a World Series, and you already broke the home run record, like you're going to be that guy. Like that is going to be you. You will be immortalized as a New York Yankee if you if you sign and stay here. But I don't think – I think this, this is the last thing I'll say about it. I don't think the Yankees are going to get into a bidding war. I think the Yankees have a ceiling. I think they, they know what they want to spend or where they can spend. And I don't think it's the type of thing like Garrett Cole where they had to go outbid the Angels, you know, and, and, year, and, yeah. and add another year. I think they have they've – they've had a whole season to think about this, right? They put out that, that extension offer on opening day. He declined. He went out and earned himself a lot of money. I think there's a ceiling on where they're going to go. And if the Giants are above that ceiling, they're they're going to thank him for his time and let him go. If that's what he wants to do. Again, if that is what he wants to do. Yes. Choice, okay. And yeah, money's probably going to be the number one thing here. But, um, you know, the Yankees will significantly up their offer. I think you almost have to look at, I scribbled down the number. I said, you know, 300 for eight kind of has to be the bottom, right? Like nobody can probably get into this game if they don't offer him at least eight years, 300 million, which is right. 37 and a half per year. Um, that feels like... You know, it feels like you can't like, you know, if you're playing poker, like that's that has to be your ante, right? You cannot get to the table if you don't bring in that much. But, you know, and you're going to start to hear lots of different things. You know, the Giants are doing this. The Dodgers are doing that. Or he prefers this or a friend of a friend of a friend says this. Like a lot of it's going to happen and it's it's going to be hard to combat any of that until he makes his decision and lets you know, I think the Yankees are going to have a sweet spot here where they're not going to wait out the entire process, but they're going to wait a little bit and say, okay, Aaron, here's what we are prepared to do to make you a Yankee for life and send you to Monument Park by the time this contract is up. And then it's, again, it's going to be his decision to make. And I think, you know, it was good to see, his wife ran in the New York City Marathon. Yeah. He was out there with Stanton supporting her. Like, they're doing New Yorker-type things. So for anybody out there that's saying um, Samantha Judge wants to go back to Cali, wants to go home, yeah. I think she's, she's pretty comfortable cool. here in New York and doing Great. things that New Yorkers do. So, yeah. like, let's leave that out of the conversation about happy wife, ha- happy life. He's got to go home to satisfy his wife. I think she she's living a pretty good life here in New York City. And went to the US Open, right? Went to right. the New York City Marathon. Right. They're doing the things that people in New York do. And when he does sign, they're going to hit another level of New Yorker, uh, the upper echelon, the elite level. And I think the Yankees know how to show that, how to, how to, like, how to tell Judge, hey, you get the key to the city, bro. Like, you already have it. But, like, you sign this contract, we're going to celebrate this. Uh, the jersey sales are already up. Every every Yankees fan is going to have a nine nine jersey, and uh, you know that's what we need for for business. Uh, Judge is the face of baseball, face of the Yankees, and he's great for business. I just don't see the Yankees. I don't see the Yankees going back and forth. Like if it's like they put out a number and the Giants counter and they put out a number, I don't think they're going to do all that. I think they have a ceiling and they have other things yeah. that they can put out there that can entice Judge that aren't just. Uh, you know, dollar amounts, but mm-hmm. I also don't see the Yankees 
losing the main part of their business. I just <laughs> if yeah. Hal is if Hal is about business and being fiscally responsible, you mm-hmm. also have to be responsible with your fan base, right? Yeah. There's one thing to be fiscally responsible with a, a luxury tax and, and you know salary, but then there's also a responsibility to the people that come through those gates. They're judge fans. They love Aaron Judge. Yeah. These kids, the next generation of people that are going to be putting money into your pockets, yep. they're all Aaron Judge fans. So yeah, and that's and listen, that's part of the business too. Like even even the Yankees at some point had had to understand that it was a different situation. But when Derek Jeter was an older player and re-signed here, he wasn't the same player, but there was kind of a, a generational thing there, a legacy thing there that attached to the Yankees. And, and you had to uh, understand and appreciate that. That is definitely part of the business too. We t- like, there's not anybody they can bring in here uh, off any, it, they can't elevate anybody else or bring in somebody from the outside that in the immediate future is going to be the next Aaron Judge for them for all the reasons that you're talking about. That part's not going to happen. But there are some other names that could possibly come up in free agent talks as the Yankees try to remake themselves for next season and improve themselves for next season. Listen, I don't know what they are yet, but a couple of names that just jumped to my mind off just scaling free agent. One. First of all, Ben Intendi is probably, you know, as a lefty bat and outfielder could be still a useful player to them that I think that is at least interesting to, uh, to go off of position players. If we are going to believe to come back to what we said in the beginning, that maybe Josh Donaldson is a contract they eat and figure out what to do with, or at least a significant portion of that, if they're going to move him somewhere, two days are probably aren't as sexy uh, to think about, but, uh, Brandon Drury, Joey Wendell are a couple of names that I, I think, you know, have at least some, hmm, that's interesting factor to them. Um, and, and I understand like Keith, I don't know how you're going to be about this, but any move the Yankees make is going to be met with a lot of skepticism and scorn and mockery on social media simply because the Yankees made it. But those are just a couple of names that I kind of threw out there. I said, okay, if you make that change for third base, it's interesting, at least. Yeah, I, I mentioned on my show Friday night late because I ended up during a break just looking at the free agent tracker and who's going to be available. And I mentioned a Brandon Drury reunion. Uh, right. he, he's not going to cost that much money. He wasn't making that much money. Yeah, he had a big year, but I'm like, at third base, bringing him back, uh, that might be a full circle thing. He got better when he left. If he yeah. can come back and, and you know keep what he's he's learned, maybe that's an option. Um, Josh Donaldson's money. I would love for them to figure out how to eat some of that. There's, there's money coming off the books. Um, but yeah, you got to make this team better. Uh, if judge comes back, it can't just be judge and that's it. Sorry, folks. Judge costs too much. No, there are other holes. There's other places on this team that could use some improvement. So, uh, I expect them to do what they have to do. Um, and I don't expect them to run it back. I know everyone's saying, oh, they're running it back. It's going to be the same guys. It can't be. There's going to be some young energy involved, right? You hug your prospects to uh, not let them go elsewhere. Well, this is going to be an interesting spring training for a few of those guys. Some of those guys playing yeah. in the fall league. And then obviously, the you know, names that we we know and guys that we saw from Cabrera to Peraza to, to Volpe. Um, it's going to be an interesting winter. I, I can't call it, but I know the Yankees. If This is what I'll say about the Yankees. They talked about making progress from 2021, which was – one of my least favorite seasons in mm. recent time, but they use that as a marker, right? To kind of flex on what they did this year. Well, we went from being bouncing the wild card right. 
to winning the division and making yeah. it to the ALCS. Well, what yeah. do you do for an encore? That's what I've yeah. been saying on, on air. What do you do for an encore now? Because you got this close again. You can't go backwards. What do you do to make sure that you're in the American League Championship again and you don't get swept? You, you, yeah. need, to, you need to get back to that American League Championship Series. We're assuming it's against the Astros, but this time around, you need to be better equipped to win. Yeah, I, I like looking at the pitching list. Carlos Rodon's atop the uh, the free agent pitching list. I thought that was a guy that I, I think he was kind of in play at the trade deadline, but it didn't end up looking like anything serious ever happened. But he's a guy that I think uh, there was at least some discussion about in July, uh, and now he's you know he's a guy that could be a perfect fit as you try to add to the rotation, even though pitching was not their problem, I do think that you're always looking to fortify the pitching and that's not a bad place to start. Um, you know, the, uh, and the, it's also, what's really going to be key here too is thinking about what is DJ LeMahieu for you? Okay. Are you going to, you know, roll second the dice base. third baseman? Start him at second. Are you going to put him second and move Glaber Torres? Please. I'm over the Glaber experiment. That's something else I've been talking about. Like, Go ahead already, right? I'm tired of seeing Glaber with the puppy dog Glaber face, like hitting his glove, putting his fist in his glove after he makes an error or, you know, a bad throw. Um, I'm tired of seeing Glaber just struggle at the plate where he'll get hot. I, I mentioned this Friday. I'm like, he got hot during the Aaron Judge watch, right? It's like everybody's attention was on Judge. Glaber had a game where he hit two home runs in the same inning. But Glaber was going off when it wasn't about anybody but Judge. Mm-hmm. But then when we get to the postseason, where was postseason Glaber? We've seen it in the past. Younger Glaber had some postseason yes. moments. Where was it this year? He's cooked. He's cooked. And that's okay. Move on from him. You moved on from Gary Sanchez. You moved on from his best friend, Gio Urshela. I think he's next up for this offseason. Uh, and I think his value now is lower than it's been in the past couple years where they did either you know take calls on him or check on him but not move him well his his value is down because he costs me he makes more money now like like that's the reality of the business everybody is interested when you're in your first couple of years because you have team control and your salary isn't as high as you start to make more money you you are a little less desirable to the rest of the field because everybody can be interested in glaber torres making you know one million dollars mm-hmm. um not everybody can be interested in Glaber Torres making $10 million. And that's the area that, you know, that's where the demand goes down. And it's not really equal or fair to say, you know, he's, well, they wanted him then, they don't want him now. It's the, the money is absolutely a big part of the factor there too. Uh, and the Yankees have to have a decision to make because, you know, I think Brian Cashman alluded to this too. Like, you know, the player had some responsibility here and why did he fall off well he didn't come into shape in 2020 after the uh after the covid shutdown yeah they did carried they, over to 21 and it, I, there was a snowball effect there and maybe he's feeling it a little bit because he's already making some big money and he's a s- star in new york didn't and they con- didn't cashman kind of say that in the press conference saying, yeah i did yes. it with with boomer or uh with uh with craig and evan on friday yeah. So if you're already kind of throwing Glaber under the bus a little bit, then go ahead and move on from him, man. I, Rizzo is another one. I, I hope Rizzo yeah. comes back. We know he's going to opt out. They picked up Sevy's option. Um, I think Rizzo, and we all have seen this, is, is pretty good friends with Aaron Judge. And I think their wives are friends as well. So I think for Rizzo, he's opting out. He's probably going to see how much he's worth out there. And I think he put together a solid year where his value is up. Yeah. But I also think he, he can come back if Judge is coming back. I think if Judge is coming back, 
Rizzo is going to want to be here with, with Judge. And I love how Rizzo carries himself as a Yankee. I love how he mm-hmm. talks in the media. I love how he plays. Like, he was fine in the postseason, and uh, we just got to get him healthy, right? We got to make sure his back is good and some of those other things. But I think Rizzo still has it, and, and I'd like to see him back at first base. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does cleaning up that infield um, at first base. He's uh, And his leadership is tremendous. I think we saw, you know, listen, guys with World Series rings. I think you saw it with Schwarber and the Phillies. You know, guys who have rings matter. And yeah. the Yankees used to have a, a, a room full of those guys. They don't anymore. So Rizzo is absolutely an important factor there. And we'll see how he goes. Maybe just add another year onto the deal, kind of something similar to what CC Sabathia had when he had knocked out. Um, we'll see how that plays out here as they get going here. But a lot to talk about. So we'll be back, uh, you know, pretty frequently. I think we're coming back this Thursday and you'll get us uh, at least once a week going through this off season as stories develop here. He's Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. BXB is brought to you by Odyssey and by WFAN. You can find it everywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, follow, download, review, all that fun stuff. Our producer is Ryan Chichester. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time.